Hey, hello, Cubs fans, and welcome to a brand new edition of Cubs on Tap. Um, Jeremiah says it right out the gate in the comments. I, I think he's 100% correct. I'm loose. He's juice. Jeremiah is sad. Scott says, damn, that sucks. The Cubs lose in heartbreaking fashion to the Atlanta Braves here on Tuesday night. Final score, 7-6. to six. Juice, we uh, talked a little bit pre-show about how are we feeling and how, how do we describe how we're feeling after that loss. Juice, the floor is yours. I don't even know what to say. I'm just going to be completely honest with you. That's a, that's a loss that, I mean, you know in Moneyball, when they're trying to win the record game and they storm back? This is like that, but there's no Scott Hatterberg walk-off home run to make us happy. It doesn't be like if, if Moneyball were like a sad like rom-com that ends like a walk to remember or something like that where we're all sitting crying our ass off. It's been – that was brutal. And like first of all, like I don't want to give – say a Suzuki like a bunch of shit on this show. I just don't. I'm mean, gonna be completely honest. Like the Cubs are not where they're at if he hasn't played the baseball that he's played over the course of the last two months. And I'm disappointed in our fan base over the court. Like I've only been on Twitter for like 15 minutes since this has happened and I've seen some really fucked up shit. Like be better. And, and that's I know in the moment it sucks and it does for all of us, but imagine how bad it is in that locker room, how bad he feels like that's just one of those. That's one of those losses that brewed from the fifth inning on literally from the fifth inning on. And there were mismanagements by Ross. There was misplays out in the field prior to that, like that's baseball in some ways too. It's a really fucking good Braves team on the other side of it. Like yeah. that's a team like they, they should win the whole thing. But realistically. Yep. And let me just say it's absolutely atrocious for the league that Ronald Acuna Jr. only makes like 17 million a year. Like that that contract is so grossly grossly underpaid. Underpaid. He he may be the most underpaid human in any job in the world right now. And that's like saying something. And I know that's really asinine for me to say, considering he makes 17 million. But God, man. Just that's one of those that I this Cubs team's been so resilient. And coming back and like just on to the next. I haven't said this at all on this show. That's it. I I have not a lot of faith from here on. I just don't. I really don't. I think I think that that's the nail in the coffin. I hope they prove me wrong. But man, I'm out. Yeah, this. 
this this loss stings juice um you can see that there's no logo on the hat tonight um there's nothing because right now i feel nothing i'm very numb uh this sucks this really sucks it really does and i agree with you juice here's the thing everybody's oh say i didn't catch the ball why are they in that position where that catch is the end all be all it's a team game. It's a nine inning game. Just like you said, juice from the sixth, the to bottom of the sixth on, they started to piss it away. Gone. Done. They let them back into it. The, that is the probably the one thing I think we've seen enough times this season against worse teams that the Cubs have played where they, we say, Oh, they got lucky because they, they made it. They let the other team make it interesting. They don't have that killer instinct in them as a baseball team to just put teams away, but especially with a big lead. They play. They've played better this season, I think, in closer games. But these ones, we we've seen this before this season. It might not have ended in a loss like this, but we've seen where they let teams back in it. And just like you said, Juice, the Braves are way too good to just let them back in the game way too good to just let them back in the game and i get it steel was 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 getting tired toward the end there hey he pitched a really good five innings really good for a guy who's hit career highs who in innings thrown and innings you know and all that good stuff he still went out there and shoved shoved for five innings hadn't given up a run what three hits and no walks to that point was in six k's at that point and then he gets into the sixth and doesn't get all the way through, and they get three. I, I think, you know, I think there's there's some blame to go around a little bit, I think, for David Ross, too, on some of the managerial decisions. Maybe go into PCA a little early. You have to burn more of your bench. Talkman's not in there to give you that professional at-bat. Like, I, I respect wanting to give the kid a chance to play, but, like, in games like this, just stick with your guns if that's the case. Stick with your guns. And I know we wanted to see the kids play. But, like, if PCA is going to start, leave him in there, right? Like, let him get that full game experience. Don't don't make him constantly just keep coming into some defensive replacement. I get it. He's fantastic defensively in center field. Maybe that, maybe that would have been sweet to have tonight. You know what I mean? For more than what he did. Again, I think here's the problem. And, and again, big shout out to everybody in the comments section. We we love seeing what you guys have to say and things like that. Um, Scott's saying if the Cubs come back and win tomorrow, the vibes <laughs> change. I, I, Scott's always got the positivity. I, I fully, fully respect that. Joey says this has to raise questions about Ross. You know, Scott says, you know, PCA caught stealing the bunt. Assad, you know, not pitching another inning. Too many walks, wild pitches. You know, Hank says the second Ross took PCA out. Uh, you know, even Tyler's in here. <laughs> the game felt like an extreme program moments on mode on MLB the show. If you know, you know. This this game was it was a it was everything though, Juice. Like this wasn't just like a oh wow, they played a fantastic game and this one play was the difference. No, they're at fault here, and you know. Joey and I talked about it a little bit on yesterday's show that they're out of gas. We can see they're out of gas. We know they're out of gas. They had to go on a, a run and a half in the second half of the season. 
but I don't think anybody thought like this is how it would potentially like start skidding to a, a halt, right? No, but you're you're if you want to paint a picture of where the season was in just one snapshot, it's Drew Smiley in the eighth inning trying to hold a lead. Like this is this is where we're at. Like this is you are scraping the bottom of the bottom barrel to try to get whatever you can to, to get out. And yeah, it's it's a reason why I actually look at pulling Justin Steele as early as they did as and I know they were hitting him around, but in that moment, like that. Those three two outs to me means so much that they had to go to the bullpen early mm-hmm. to, to piece their way to the end. Yeah. And with the way he's pitched, you can't tell me that there's a better option. Like if you had if you had the bullpen that the Cubs had like in 16, or you had like the Yankees bullpens in their run, like yeah, that's if you have options, I get it. Yeah, go to the bullpen. The Cubs don't have it. Like, you had two starters piece your way to the end. So, what? and I know what they're trying to do. They're just trying to get it to the ninth, and they feel like they can lean on Merriweather. But let's be honest here, too. Even if they were to catch that baseball, we're we're sweating through the ninth here, too. Oh, for sure. With Acuna and the top of the order coming up. The bunt too, like, and and I've been just a straight Miles Masturboni, like get this guy off my roster, guy. Mm-hmm. But he's played his way into that lineup when Candy's been missing. Hundred mm-hmm. percent, he's played great. Yes, guy goes three for three with three line drives up the middle, and you're bunting with Jan Gomes on first. Like to me, that that's totally playing for one run. And that one run is not even close to guaranteed. Mm-hmm. It's it's one of those moments that you look back at the game and you're like, you're pretty much announcing to the Braves dugout that you think you need one more run to win this game. And that, that only gives them momentum when they mm-hmm. don't come through. And just to add on to it too, like it's it does not make sense to me with the PCA stuff, when you bring him in that early, that's if you're up like 12 to nothing, like six to nothing in that ballpark. And that team is not a safe lead. It's just not like, and why couldn't that have waited? If you want, if you want to play around with your lineup and put people in, you have, you had a bench to look, to look at Mm -hmm. and get to the sixth and the seventh. And then think about, placements you don't play this game out of order like that you just and that's on the manager thousand percent and and i've been somebody who said that there's not a lot of options for ross to play i don't think there are let's be good i think the bullpen sucks i think that they're piecing this thing together in terms of their lineup too with some of the key guys that are out especially especially with you know candelario being out that's that's a huge name that you traded for that 
you know, pretty much solidifies a position, one position that you truly need, and that's third base or first to put your actual center fielder back in center field. Mm-hmm. It's it was so mismanaged tonight that what I fear is that missed ball is going to take the reign of this whole thing when really there were seven other things before that shouldn't happen that gets you to that moment. hundred percent, hundred percent. And you you nailed it. You nailed it again. It was, it it wasn't just one singular thing. It, 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 It was a, it was every single question that has occurred throughout the year coming to a point in one baseball game. We've heard it time and time again, I know, throughout the season, and sometimes it was warranted and sometimes it wasn't. But questioning David Ross, right? That's one. The bullpen has come into question numerous times throughout the year. That's two. The lineup construction, again, like you said, how the team gets managed. It it was this flurry and just shitstorm really of things not going in the favor of the Cubs. And that is what I think just takes the wind out of everybody's sails in this game. It really does. Like, you know, I, I know people probably feel this way too at home and you're like, well, you know, but they still got five games. They're not eliminated. Sure. Of course. But like as bad as we all feel, and Juice, I know you've you've brought this up pre-show and, and even a little bit already tonight. You think we feel bad. How do you think they feel in the locker room right now? That is I don't deflating. want to be in there. I really no. deflating. This is a deflating loss. This really it, if this Cubs team is to rally in these next five days and make some crazy shit happen, they are some of the most tough-minded, just rub it off and, and and go for it the next day just all stars if that's the case because this is just naturally the human element this late in the season teams are clinching positions speaking of the Phillies clinched the wild card spot tonight I believe with the Cubs loss and on top of that the Milwaukee Brewers clinched the NL Central tonight with this Cubs loss too so that just adds kind of salt to the wound right this was a if this loss came in that Pittsburgh series yeah, that sucks, but time there's time left. This was game one of six in the gauntlet. As I, I think I've said the word gauntlet more times in the last 24 hours than I have in the last 24 and a half weeks. This is the worst way to start that gauntlet when everything's starting to come into focus for the MLB postseason. You were up 6 nothing with your Cy Young candidate on the mound and you lost. You can't tell me that's not deflating. Heartbreaking. Yeah. It's, I don't know, man. I, I've been, I've been pretty positive, pretty, you know, happy juice. I was, you know, at the game with you guys saying, you know, they were going to win, you know, nine in a row. They won the three. And I was like, how awesome is this? Um, and then today happens, and uh, I they're they're going to have to have a lot of guys who haven't 
A, haven't been in the situation, or B, haven't performed well enough to earn the respect that you can count on them over the course of these next five games. There's a lot of there's a lot of names that are going to start that are huge question marks, mm-hmm. and and that's that's on Jordan Wicks too. I it's it's a very important start, and I know he's a bulldog and like he can do it, but you don't know what you're getting in a must win from that kid. You just don't. And yeah, it's uh, it's brutal. It's I'm lost for words. I, there's not many games that I've come on here and I've been like lost with what to say um yeah too many brant brown comments too over the course of twitter and it's going to take a lot of restraint from me to not lose my shit on people that i follow i should maybe just put a a little lock on the bluebird app for (laughs) maybe two days to be honest with you yeah it it's it's a frustrating loss and and Hank not calling you out here but good it points that'll bleed the conversation. He says those early losses eventually catch up and and this is in reference sure. to Jameson Tyone. Uh, only he's saying only applying to certain players in terms of accountability. The the full comment Cubs lost twelve of the four, first fourteen starts from Tyone yet Ross kept stubbornly starting him. He talks about accountability all the time. Sure, but like he's your seventeen million dollar year pitcher. And even late in the season when he has struggled too at times, like what are your options? I I think there's – you know what the one person we haven't talked about entirely in this? that Again, everything shitty comes to a point in a, at a time like this, right? Where all of a sudden you you reflect. Again, not shouting Hank you know, or you know calling Hank out here, but he's saying the 12 of the first 14 tie-on starts, right, early in the season. Well, if we're going to play that card – Jed is just as at fault here as anybody else. Trotting Trey Mancini and Eric Hosmer out for the first half of the season. You know, stubbornly not bringing up, you know, certain guys at times in order to get things done. Not adding more pitching at the bullpen, which was something that Tyler questioned on the show with us after the trade deadline. Of why didn't they go get another arm? Even if it's a lower end arm, why didn't you go get somebody? to give yourself a chance, it, it you could have almost made the argument that they were playing for best-case scenario, this team's in it at the end of the year. Not necessarily, yeah. hey, we're going to the playoffs. And it's a shame because I get it. You're, you're waiting on some kids, and the farm kind of got rebooted and, and re, retooled in the sense of its philosophy when Jed brought in Kantrovitz and now Carter Hawkins. Like They're doing things a little differently than they did in the Theo era. Truthfully, that's happening. But it almost felt like, hey, this would be the best case situation if everything goes right, that they're in it late. And they did, and they got there. But it was like, you didn't need to do that much more necessarily to at least give them a chance. And you could always argue that there's failure there too. And and I think, again, we're talking about one game in 162, but every decision over that 162 can eventually come to a point like this where you start playing the, the hindsight is 2020 game. And sure. we all do it. We're fans. And, and I bet you there's there's people in that clubhouse that are saying the same thing. I bet you there's some of those Cubs players in their brain that are saying, well, if we don't lose two out of three to the Pirates last week, maybe things are different. If we don't lose two out of three to the Rockies earlier this month in Denver, things are different. If we don't go get swept in Arizona, maybe things are different. 
everything comes to a head in situations like this. Yeah, he, and he I think a, you had a four game set at home against Arizona and you didn't take care of business even before then. Right. So, I mean, you could argue the whole month of September that they almost started to fizzle a little too early when they yeah. could have probably been in a situation a week and a half ago where maybe they're already locking up a wild card spot with Philly. You know what I mean? Instead of being in this situation where now we're playing scoreboard watch, mm-hmm. you know, there's people the night juice that broke the scoreboard watch rules all over Twitter. I saw it <laughs> everywhere. Yeah. I saw it everywhere. I saw it everywhere. Did you like my rules, by the way? I did. I enjoyed your rules. Just win. Just win, and you have nothing else to worry about if you keep winning. Everything winning takes care of itself after you win. Amen. Everything does. And and, and now the scoreboard watching thing is, a, is when you let your outcome in the terms of sports become out of your hands, that's a helpless feeling. And it that yeah. is really – in terms of the morale that is detrimental to the morale in a clubhouse or in a locker room or whatever sport activity it is, you want to be in control of your own destiny. The Cubs were for a very large stretch of September. And there are numerous times that tonight we could go back and say they should have done this X, Y, and Z better. And they'll probably tell you the same thing, but there's also times in the last month of the season back in May when they were losing a lot of games where you could have said the exact same thing. It's and I, it's the beauty of baseball juice. Just really quick. Yeah, no, go ahead. The beauty of baseball. It's a marathon and it's truly a marathon, but just like your running time in a marathon, every single one of those minutes matter. You got to put in quality minutes to finish a marathon. You need to put in quality games to finish an 162 game marathon. And there are numerous stretches throughout this Cubs season where we can say they did not put their best foot forward in terms of running said marathon. And that's gotten them to this point right here. 100%. And that's why I'm glad that you said that because that kind of segues my way into this point. I think it's a bad time to bring this up because I'm by no way punting on the season. There's still five games left, and I hope that they win all five, and then we can laugh at this after they make the playoffs. But I think it's also important to remember what this year was about and to put it into perspective of I think the fact that like they're in a situation like this to where this feels that way is also a good thing because now there's expectations that need to be met. I think for so many years in a row here, there was no expectation on the north side because we knew what this was, soft reboot, right? It was trading of, of a, a group of Cubs legends, per se, and bringing in new blood and reworking the way that the system looked and the way the franchise did things. Let's, let's face it, man. Like, the Cubs – that won the World Series in 2016 do not play the way that the Cubs play baseball now. The whole organization up and down has been reworked. And I would argue, and I'm sure a lot of people would argue for the better. I I think that pitching and defense can win you a lot of baseball games, and you could always find hitting. 
and the Cubs are going to have to do that eventually. And they're also going to still have to find pitching. That's how this works. But um, I digress. But I think it's also important to remember now that being in this moment where baseball games matter is something, A, that I don't think anybody on this show really expected. I mean, we hoped for it. And I'm sure, you know, some guys on our pre-show in the beginning of the season said we would make the playoffs. But this experience that they're also going through is also, I think, a moment that you can look at and, and point to growth. And in the moment, it's difficult to see. But it's also something that I truly think that will help them win ball games in the future. And it also puts a lot of pressure on the front office mm-hmm. to where I, now I think Jed looks at it as I am a lot closer than I thought I was. I, in going into the season, he may have said like, I think that we can compete, but I don't think we can win. And now you look at this team, this team can win. They're just missing something here, something there. And that's okay. Because it is. They played this whole season, in my opinion, ahead of schedule for most of it. It sucked throughout May. But I think, too, at the most inopportune time, and and it is. I I already know in my heart that, like, this is not something I should be bringing up after a Brant Brownish loss. But if there is something to hang your hat on, it's the fact that like, yeah, this is awesome that these games matter and it's going to mean so much more in the future because they have these experiences. They go through these losses together. And we said it earlier here in the locker room. Also love to see what comes out of it. I'd love Mm -hmm. to see if they're, if they have the ability to, to bond together. And and if, if that brings them stronger and, that strong ability almost could help for next year. A hundred percent juice. Even if it doesn't necessarily get them there this year, that, that bonding together, I think helps with said expectation that you've already noted, right? Because now you have a team that seems ready to win. And, you know, again, I know we've shat on him a little bit tonight, but I think David Ross is a big part of that too. Right. So there's learning growth, hopefully for him as well. Because then all of a sudden, if this team hits the ground running in 2024, there's some good shit happening, you know, in on this team and in this organization. Tennessee Smokies won their first championship as a minor league affiliate of the Chicago Club of the Chicago Cubs tonight. Who was on the bump? Cade Horton. What's yeah. Cade Horton in running for? The minor league prospect pitcher of the year. That's shit that's coming. Like they're they're getting it together. I really do think. And this will be the first time I've said it all year because everybody says, oh, this feels like 2015. It doesn't for a lot of reasons. But for one reason, it does. They're ahead of schedule. That's what this felt like. I think that's the only reason because you look at them, they're two very different ball clubs. And it's a fun debate. And maybe it's something we'll save for the offseason about why this 2023 team felt similar or different to the 2015 team. But right now, that's the one common thing denominator I can find. They're both ahead of schedule. And again, we're, you know, we're trying to, we're, we're ready for the next five. We're not totally quitting, just like you said, Juice. But tonight's a hard one. Tonight's one that will show the character, I think, too, of this team and how they bounce back for the next two games in Atlanta 
And then if they can take some momentum into Milwaukee, especially if they're still playing for their playoff lives, a couple of questions from our co-host Tyler here in the comments. He says, boom, exactly juice team is playing with house money. Who would have thought we would be caring about the final six games of the season. Like we have for sure. 100%. He adds to that not to give up on the season, but the team has made me, you guys, a shitload of other fans start to care. He said they should have won games here and there, but we are invested again. Yeah, the fan base is invested again. And I think that's a testament to some things that they've done right. He says also, and again, with a loss like tonight, it's easy to not to not see that maybe right now. Ag- agreed. And, you know, these are things I think we'll expand deeply on probably in on our season recap show as well as probably into the first couple of off-season shows. Um, that we would expect having guests for. And again, we're, we're dialed in for this week, folks. Don't worry. We just took care of the schedule tonight. Everybody's locked and loaded, baby. We're back. We're back with you every night this week, including Friday, maybe even Saturday. We'll see how it plays out. I mean, it could be a week of Cubs on tap every single night. We're still here, but tonight's definitely a little bit of kicking the balls for the short term, but for the long term, we can still sit here and, and rest in the laurels that, it's a lot better on the north side than it is near uh, near old oh, I'm not even, and the south side. So I'm not even. No, we're we're, we're not, not going towards that batch of losers. Agreed. Well, you and I did bears earlier, Juice. In case yeah, people true. didn't know, we double duty. We're, we're we're double duty batch of losers. Double duty batch of losers today. Um, but nonetheless, it sucks. It hurts. It does. But let's move on. And in the same ways, like you said, don't let it become a Brent Brown situation. Um, Juice, let's look ahead to tomorrow, shall we? We've, we've. Yeah. I feel like I feel better. I feel like we've, 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 as fans and our fandom have grieved just, on this game. Just one final thought before we yeah. turn the page. Big picture here. Big picture. I'm gonna say it before the offseason show. Right now, there's probably 14 games we could point to that all of us on this show would say should have won. Mm-hmm. Next year's Cubs, when they when they do start that season, they won't lose those 14 games. I'll tell you that right now. Because there's reasons why they lost it, and it's because certain things were not addressed. Those things will be addressed. I have faith in the front office to do so. And this is the other thing I've read on Twitter, and I'm calling a lot of people out tonight because I'm I, be better to lump the Ricketts family with the likes of Jerry and the McCaskies is to me just asinine all over the place. The Cubs are putting a, a hell of a team together and it's taken a little bit of time because mm-hmm. all things that are great take time, but they have never lied to you about the direction of where they're going. They've been upfront to you. They've been honest. And that's all you can ask from a baseball and a sports organization in general. We talked about it on Bears. If the if the Bears came out and just said, this is what we're trying to do, and they failed at it, we, we couldn't be mad because we knew what they were trying to do. But the fact of the matter is, is that the Ricketts family and everybody within the Cubs organization, they worked their ass off to let you know what they're trying to do. And at least they're honest like that. In terms of the ball club, politics and all this other shit that comes with it, that's a different story. I keep that out of my sports. That's just me. But at least when it comes to them and the baseball team, they're honest. They're honest. Yeah. 
100%. Uh, and going back just really quick, Juice, uh, to address this comment for our audio-only listeners, uh, Tyler said when you were, were talking about the 14 games, he said uh, he said this actually a little earlier, but said, is it a bad time to say, quote, hey, remember game insert number that we should have won? It's coming back to us now. So uh, Cubs on tap, certainly in agreement and, and, and along the same lines um, on multiple fronts tonight, both in the comments and live on our show. Juice, as we turn the page and hope the Cubs turn the page as well, uh, we are back after this show tomorrow. On Wednesday, uh, the Cubbies play game two at Truist Park in Atlanta, Georgia. I will say, uh, I know we're, we're talking about a devastating loss and things like that, but for the, the part of our uh, what I think makes Cubs on tap, Cubs on tap is our presence at the ballpark and ballparks. If you've never been to Truist, go. Like next season when the Cubs are in Atlanta, go. It's a beautiful ballpark. It's a great place to watch the game. If you're a Wrigleyville lover, you'll love the battery. It's fantastic. If you like craft beer, go to Terrapin. I know we they're not sponsored, so this is, you know. But I like them. I, I would love to go down there and, and do something with them because they are so good. But go, go, seriously, go. I know we're struggling right now, but this is a piece of – Put it in the back of your mind as a fan if you're trying to go on some trips to go see your Cubbies next year. I admittedly want to do so. I know Juice, we've talked about it. I think the whole Cubs on Tap crew would love to get to some common destination and go to a game together next year for sake of, of the fans that listen to the show. If you've never been to Truist, go. It's a beautiful ballpark. Um, but it's game two in Atlanta, Georgia against the Atlanta Braves. It is a 620 start once again. Tyone is on the bump for the Cubbies. TBD is on the bump for the Braves. And legitimately on the bump, like I did research before we got on the show. So unless it's been announced in the last 35 minutes since we've been live, I was looking, I promise. Um, but we'll find out who will pitch tomorrow. Joey mentioned on last night's show the uh, name of the guy. He's a long reliever that they could use out of the pen. That kind of gives them a start here and there. Um, they're dealing with injuries in their pitching staff. So, again, if we're sitting here and saying, hey, the Cubs still need to just at least go win two of three and get this done, starts tomorrow. Got to go win one. Got to win one to win two. So, um, it all starts on Wednesday. Juice, what do the Cubs need to do? What, what do they need to do right now, man? What, what's what's your word of advice to the Cubs on how they rebound for Wednesday? Um, I would find maybe a little bit of that Terrapin beer tonight Ooh. in the locker room. Grab one, sit down with the teammates and say, hey, let's have one. Let's, let's flush it. <laughs> Little, little socks on tap uh, saying, Let's, we'll flush it. And, uh, yeah, we'll uh, refocus. I think that's the other thing, too. Like, you could have a beer and just try to forget about what happened and in the back of your mind know that the only thing they can do is win the next five. And yeah. I think with this win and – I think we could be scoreboard watching now. Uh, L.A. has to lose two for the Braves' magic number to get down to three, I think. If L.A. plays tonight, um, don't quote me. I think they do, but. Sounds about right. For the best record. so Yeah, they're live. They're live at Colorado right now, L.A. Um, the Braves are four full games above the Dodgers. So, yes, I believe their magic number would then become three if uh, a Dodgers loss. Yeah, so the hope is is that when it gets to that last um, that last game, you know, maybe Atlanta is coming off of a 
some type of celebration. You know, that's that's the hope. Mm-hmm. Um, I think going into tonight's game, Ron, their magic number was three. So with a win, now now it shortens it even more. Uh, hopefully that now there's a – and then in some way, tomorrow kind of closes it out. That way, at least that Thursday game doesn't mean a damn thing for them, and it's after a celebration. That'd be kind of cool. Not that they're going to fully celebrate for having the top record, but – they also will have nothing to play for post then too. So maybe some of the guys get a night off. Um, and I mean, as you know, from Milwaukee, they just clinched a division. So it's just refocused now. That's, that's exactly what they have to do to uh, move on and, and try to get a win tomorrow. And and you just, you got to dig into the, into the hits bucket. Uh, I believe in that ballpark with that team, it's just going to be one of those things that, they're gonna get up six zero hopefully and and don't stop there like make it like nine to ten because that place just seems like the ball jumps. I too hope to go there, Ron. I've went to Turner, but never been to Truist yet. Um, but it's on my list near the top. But like I said, just refocus and just try to play good baseball over the course of the next five games and win them, and then let let the result be the result at this point. Yeah, incredibly well put. I mean, it's it, it is time for a reset, right? Like you said, the Brewers now really don't have anything to play for. Juice, they can't really catch the Dodgers or the Braves. They're cemented in that three spot. Do they want to see the Cubs and think they have a better chance against the Cubs if they see them in the postseason? You know what what ends up being their motivation now here down the stretch to try and get things done. Um, in terms of wins and losses, or are they just going to kind of, I don't want to say totally roll over, but are they going to more or less start focusing on how do we set our playoff rotation for a home series? Cause again, you lock up that three spot, you lock up that home series to get things started. Um, Juice. I am feverishly scrambling right now, trying to find the Braves on the Cubs schedule next year. And when they're at Truist, um, we should go. I would love to make that trip. That's what I, I was trying to indicate, and I am like I, – I mean, I am feverishly looking for it right now, and it like doesn't look like – oh, there it is. Uh, it's in May. It's in May. I love so, myself a good May trip, I'll tell you that, Ronald. A little a little Monday through Wednesday. That sounds like a work trip if you ask me. So um, we'll, uh, we'll probably have to make that happen next year. But, um, yes, great ballpark, but I agree with you, man. Reset, refocus. Your two next, your two opponents as of maybe tomorrow might not have anything to play for. Then after that, just go take care of business. Go win five. This one sucks. Yes, have a, a cup of two trees tonight. You got a full. You know, it's not a a, a quick turnaround. Go get it done. Do what you got to do. Scott says Darius Vines. Thank you. That's the name I was looking for. Uh, Joey brought him up on yesterday's show. That's not Before a real ESPN <laughs> I guess he is, but he's he's due to start probably tomorrow for the Braves against Tyone. Um, Scott says, grab some sweet water blue. He says, Atlanta beer tonight. Wake up tomorrow, drink a cup of coffee, and win a damn ball game. 100%. Um, I'm a big fan of the uh, – it's called Terrapin Luau. It's like a kind of uh, fruitier IPA if you're into craft beers. Um, Ex- Hopsecutioner is a good one. It's a really heavy IPA, Terrapin. Um 
there's a lot of good beer in Atlanta. I'll give Atlanta some credit. They they got some some good brews. Uh, Hank with a good a quote here, I think, as well in the comment section. Says, Expectations change because we've definitely overperformed this year and deserve the kudos. But it's okay to raise our standards and hold this team to set standards. No more cheesy ass, lovable losers crap. One thousand percent agree with that, and, yeah, and that kind of reflects. Yeah, I think it's going to, but I, I agree. I, I think now it is fair for us to have those standards and say, hey, this is what we expect now out of this ball club because you've shown you can do it and, and have the right people in place that can make it happen. So, Juice, tomorrow, that's what the Cubs got to do. They got to come back, get a win, tie on on the bump against uh, Darius Vines. This one, it's over. It's done. Put it in the back. Put it in the rear view. Cubs you, fans, you do the same. Chicago Cubs players, you do the same. Everybody just reset, refocus, retool. It's hump day tomorrow. Go win a damn ball game. Get off on the right track. And then you roll into the weekend because, as everybody should know here at ONTAP Sports, that weekend starts on Thursday. Um, roll into the weekend, get a couple of dubs over the weekend. And uh, hopefully the Cubs, you know, Cubs on tap can reconvene with you guys throughout the weekend talking about winning baseball juice. Before we get out of here, I want to quickly remind everybody Cubs on tap is one of two official cup podcast here at the on tap sports network go check out our friends over at dingers i was uh lucky enough and honored enough to co-host with them last night we had a blast uh be sure to listen to that episode you can catch that right here on the on tap sports that youtube channel when you're there like subscribe hit the bell button so we you know when all of our shows go live but you can go rewatch them there you can also rewatch joey and i live from last night's show a very rare monday night show from us especially on an off day but scheduling uh got us there uh instead of doing a sunday show we were all recovering from Friday at the ballpark. Let's be entirely honest. That's exactly yeah. what was going on. Nonetheless, follow our friends over at Dingers at Dinger Cubs. We're at Cubbies on tap, Juice on tap, Loose on tap, Joey knows nothing, Teddy, Freddy, 270, Bulls, Dad, Rob, at Nick underscore on tap. You know the drill. Follow the entire crew here on the Cubs side of the house. Bulls, Bears, Blackhawks, Bears. We were just live earlier. Bears on tap is out everywhere. Where you listen to your favorite podcast, you can hear Juice and I joined by our buddy Quentin on that show this evening. Um, Bulls. Just got back and re-rocked and loaded, uh, and that will surely be picking up here as we approach the month of October. Uh, and the Four Feathers crew was live on uh, yesterday as well. That was a fun show with my boy Johnny Nani, and uh, we got preseason hockey this week. I'm so excited. So be sure to check that out over at Hot Sports as well. And Cubs fans, you know the drill. We have friends that like the Southsiders. So do you. Your friends and our friends can be friends. Uh, and talk about the Chicago White Sox, who can't get the job done against the Arizona Diamondbacks because they're a bunch of useless bastards. OnTapSportsNet.com, at OnTapSportsNet on the socials. The OnTapSportsNet, we're going and check out what's on tap in Chicago sports. Juice, it sucked. It's over. We move on. Let's get out of here. The only way we know how, buddy. One game win streaks. FTC. Let's get a damn win. Let's go, Cubbies.